Hey guys, it's Mandy. Thank you for tuning in again to Uncommon Wisdom Weekly. I so appreciate you. I so appreciate all the comments and the feedback. Thank you for that. That's super helpful for me and very encouraging. And, uh, you know, I was listening to one of these the other day and I thought, oh my goodness, you guys are getting my crackly morning voice. Right there, I can hear it again. I'm crackling. <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening to my morning voice. Actually, it's a it, the reason you have my morning voice is because what I do is I receive fresh revelation from the Lord straight off the fire. And then I record this before I forget anything and while it's still hot. So that crackling, that's a good thing. But I really appreciate you listening. And I wanted to ask you if you have a moment to review these podcasts because that will just keep the algorithm going far and wide. And we want this algorithm to go far and wide because we want the wisdom of our king to impact this world far superior to any wisdom of the world and the the uh, the uh, the sound waves are so full of of worldly wisdom that don't lead to God that just leads to death but the wisdom of the king leads everyone to life who will receive that and who will hear it you know so many people don't even know there is a wisdom from heaven um, there, there sometimes feels like there's only one alternative in life and that's the wisdom that's given to us through people that are maybe more educated than us or that have some good philosophy but really the wisdom of God triumphs over all of that so let's jump into some great wisdom today um, I'm going to talk about something that I think is a very common um, problem that we have and it's a really good problem to have how many of you know a some problems are really good problems. If you've ever said to yourself, help, I don't know what I'm doing, how did I get here? I wanna tell you, you have a good problem because that means you are taking a risk. You're doing something uncomfortable. And do you know that when you are led by the Spirit, He is going to lead you into uncomfortable places. We gotta get used to that because that is just the life of the believer. The beautiful thing is that as He leads us, even though it may feel really uncomfortable because a lot of the times we don't know really what we're doing, we get our comfort from Him. So when we're uncomfortable and we lean into Him and we recognize what's happening, oh, I'm being led by you. Oh, you're pushing me to move out of my comfort zone so that I will create a space for you to come when I am weak. That brings great comfort and Holy Spirit comes and comforts us so we can be comforted in our uncomfortable places and we have to be like that because if we're walking with him we're going to have a lot of uncomfortable feelings at times and he is going to help us through the uncomfortable feelings and break through those things until we get comfortable being uncomfortable um, so i want to read you something from luke 18 a super powerful verse um, we've been working in luke because I've been reading through Luke, so I'm sharing with you some of the stuff that I'm getting out of Luke. So um, verse 18, sorry, chapter 18, you can read it on your own. Um, I want to read you verse 31. Jesus took the 12 disciples aside and he told them, We are going up to Jerusalem and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be handed over to the Gentiles they will mock him, insult him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him. On that third day, he will rise again. So he basically told them, this is what's going to happen. He told them plainly, I'm going to be crucified, and then I'm going to rise again. But the next verse is kind of crazy. 
The next verse says this. The disciples did not understand any of this. Its meaning was hidden from them, and they did not know what he was talking about. Wow. I listened to that verse, I read that verse, and I thought to myself, these 12 guys did not know what they were doing. They, and I got this, I thought, wow, these guys are the luckiest or the most fortunate, whatever word you want to use, guys on the earth because they got to walk with Jesus through his life and even into his death and crucifixion. And I'm thinking to myself, what made these guys <laughs> be in this position where they knew not what they were doing? Literally, these guys didn't know what they were doing. It's not like they were, they were fancy people. They knew what they were doing. Like they knew it, they had it all together. These guys did not have it all together. They didn't know what they were doing. And yet Jesus chose to walk with them to the cross and to take them with him to Jerusalem. Isn't that crazy? And I thought to myself, wow. You know, our Christian walk, a lot of the time we think it's about everything we do. And I wanna tell you that there are some things that we do, and we're gonna talk about that today, that are very important in our Christian walk. But most of our Christian walk is about what he does and the impossible that he does. The, the impossible things that he does with our possibles. So we do what is possible for us <laughs> by his grace, because really it's all by his grace. And then he does the impossible. And sometimes we think the Christian walk is full of millions of things that we have to do. But really there's only one thing that is needed. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about these disciples, because these disciples, they did one thing. They only really did one thing. They didn't know how to do anything else. And Jesus taught them and he definitely um, created incredible men of these men, of 11 of these men, and made them the veterans, the apostles that we know. But what did they have to do? Think about it. To get into that position of being a disciple, what did they have to do? Yes, they had to leave all and follow him. They had to surrender. That was how they came to be a disciple. They literally left everything and surrendered. And surrender is, is a rough thing. I told you the other day, uh, maybe two podcasts ago, about surrendering my clock and how hard that was for me. It's still a struggle. It's, it's the journey I'm on. God is helping me to surrender my time to him. But the journey never changes of surrender. And so even though the disciples did it once at the very beginning, it was a continual journey of surrender, just surrendering to God. And that is what qualified them to walk with him, even though they didn't know what they were doing. And here was the thing is when they didn't know what they were doing, Jesus filled in their lack. He always filled in their lack when they had lack because they had tons of lack. And so in our lives, like the main thing, keeping the main thing, the main thing is our surrender to him, our continually being willing to surrender to him and really hearing for his voice and surrendering for in, in his voice is what keeps us moving forward. And he is going to fill in all the pieces that we can't fill in. And how many of you know that when we surrender to his voice, a lot of times it actually makes us less, um, let's, let's, uh, oh gosh, I don't know the word. Let me just express to you what I'm trying to say. A lot of times when we follow him, for example, in the, a couple of podcasts ago, I told you like I had to give him my clock. Well, sometimes 
my sermons aren't as perfect as I want them to be or I'm not as polished looking sometimes I run from one thing to the next as I really want to be for the next event <laughs> I'm not always very polished looking if you know me but sometimes I am <laughs> those wonderful days um, but you know I just have to live imperfect because sometimes my life requires that because it is more important for me to surrender to him and and having to you know just lay my clock down having everything perfectly in order so that I can follow where he leads and trust that in the areas where I'm weak that he fills those areas in and he really does fill them in you know we have a choice in life to live the possible perfect life make our lives as perfectly as we could as perfect as we could but remaining within the boundaries of what is possible making sure that I'm always staying within my schedule making sure that I always have everything planned living that life of the possible and I will do great things I, I know I will but if I want to do impossible things which is far superior to great things because when they're impossible they are great and impossible then I'm gonna have to surrender my time my need to be perfect I'm gonna need to surrender things that are important to me and trust God so that he will take my life that is now fully surrendered and imperfect and blow the impossible glory of his spirit on my life man that's the life i love it's the life that i'm fired up for i don't want any other life but the life of the spirit the life of the impossible and you know we cannot have the two lives together we cannot have my perfect life with my everything done the way i need it to be done and the life of the spirit because the spirit has this crazy way of blowing through things and messing up paperwork. <laughs> I remember years ago, I had a vision of the Lord blowing through a clean office. He blew through a clean office. The windows opened and all the papers went flying and moving about. And when the wind left the room, everything was rearranged in a big mess, it seemed. But you know... That's sometimes what it may look like if we look with our eyes. But with God's eyes, he blows through something and he actually rearranges something so that his glory is there and he can do something amazing. And so I just encourage you to, to understand like this surrender thing that the disciples did at the beginning, that was a life journey for them. It wasn't just right at the beginning. It continued and you know that as you read the Bible. But the incredible thing is, you know, as I just read you that scripture about Jesus telling them about the future and they had no idea what they were doing. The very verse before that, the disciples say to Jesus, we have left everything and followed you. The very verse before that. And Jesus said, you will receive more in this life and the life to come. And then he goes on to tell them the scripture that they have no idea what he's talking about. And basically, he's so proud of them. He's like, you guys, you've left everything. Even though you don't understand what I'm about to tell you. And because of that, you're on this journey with me. 
So I want to paraphrase that to you from the Lord. You've surrendered your life to me as much as you know how. And I'm proud of you for that. And even though you don't know what I'm doing some of the time and a lot of the time and most of the time, I'm so glad you're on this journey with me. I feel like the Lord's saying that to every one of us that has surrendered our lives to Him. And if we haven't surrendered our lives to Him, now's a good time. Just surrender your life, whatever it is. Just surrender it all. You know, we hate surrendering because we feel like we lose control. But the beautiful thing is, I'd rather He has me than I have my life in a box. And uh, I just wanted to encourage you with that. It's a simple, short word today, but I just want you guys to go out there and be so encouraged. Like, if you don't know what you're doing, it's okay. You're surrendered. It's okay. He's going to fill in all the pieces that you don't know. You go and you have an incredible day and know that He's there to fill in the weaknesses. And when He asks you and pulls you to do something that's going to require some surrender, be encouraged and know, you know what? God is so with me that even in this weak thing, as I surrender this to him, he is going to fill every weakness and every blank. God bless you guys and have an amazing day and we will see you again soon. Bye-bye.